yanking the Bruce. Welcome to Solo Night. Getting tables. Getting tables. Getting tables. Getting tables. Getting tables. With the Bruce and the Yang. This is going to be an interesting one. So yeah, as I just indicated there, this is a solo recording. So there's no George, no Captain Sox, this is just me. Um, reason for this this week, at the risk of stating the obvious, the schedules just aren't working out. Um, unfortunately, I only had one day off this week, and that week, that day, I had no time and didn't coincide with the other two. So I'm actually recording this in my evening after work and I've tried to get opinions on a couple of things here or there which just reminds me I'll have to look those up uh, and otherwise just me and you guys. So without further... oh and I've cut myself a couple of times shaving so you'll just have... if you are watching this on the video then taunt me for not being able to shave myself properly. That's the most annoying one because I can see it but otherwise, let's get straight into it. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. On a side note as well, those bumpers, if they're not coming through as clear as they normally do, I'm kind of co-opting it in a way. Um, so yeah, it, it is what it is. What it is, I guess. I, I completely forgot to do this. I had like a screen bumper and everything. Completely forgot. Okay. There are other things this tablet's going to be used for though. So, it's been quite a few things that's been happening this week. Uh, needless to say, G-Dub were busy. So let's get into the G-Dub talk, shall we? Uh, I don't think there's very many people that are super shocked about 9th edition. I think we all pretty much saw that coming. Everybody that needed a codex has had a codex at this point. Um, it's the usual power creep. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with 9th edition. Every edition they release, I kind of make this statement about how I really hope that they stop doing the power creep. It's pretty clear at this point that's never going to be something that they do. But I can live and I can hope, I suppose. Um, the fact that there's going to be a fairly significant Necron release actually has me excited. Despite the fact of where I kind of borderline back and forth on 40k, that genuinely has me excited. I've liked Necrons fluff-wise for quite some time. The thing that kept on putting me off is because those models were so old, and essentially all the same, Unless you were really, really good at converting stuff, which I'm not. Yes, I know I can get better, but uh, it's just not my strong point. It's never really been... I always kind of thought I'd get bored. But I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, a few other things from the reveal. This guy... Now, these pictures may come off a little blurry by the look of it. No. Okay, there's an Assault Intercessor, I think he's called. That's disappointing. I was kind of hoping that they would show up better. 
No. Okay, we're going to have to skip that. Okay, so the Assault Intercessor is an interesting model. Um, I guess I haven't really looked closely enough at the Primaris. The fact that they didn't have chainsaws, I genuinely didn't even notice. Um, I, I don't know how I missed that. A lot of people are kind of saying that it's just too close to a Reaver. And well, I don't really mind that. Reavers were the better things that they had going at the moment anyway. This guy is showing up a little bit better. Okay, so this guy is the giant guy that was in the trailer. And I love the look of this thing. This thing's going to be huge, quite obviously. Um... I really like the way that these things look. They look mean, they look menacing. The giant sword with the whatever that gun is. They just look really cool. The creepy hand. I'm not 100% sure what I think about all of the Necrons looking like they're about to fall apart. I mean, I know that they're supposed to be old and too old to some extent. But, I don't know, I don't want them to feel fragile. Um, there's been rumours that the Necrons this time around are going to be a Horde army. I'm really hoping that's not the case. Mainly because... I mean, Horde armies are fine. There's nothing wrong with Horde armies. It's just that's never really been a Necron thing. Um, not that I can remember. I don't know, it just seems like an odd fit. Um, are we going to behave? There we go. Okay, so the white backgrounds work quite a little bit well. So these are similar, but not the same to the main marines that were in the video. I kind of want to see people actually convert up shields with skeletons hanging off them. Um, consider that a challenge. Don't point the challenge at me. It's not going to happen. I'm not good at them. Um, again, looks cool. Um, I mean, he'd look better in any colour that's not blue. Let's be honest. Um, apart from grey, I mean, space puppies are terrible. Just ask George. They're, they're, they're terrible. Space puppies are boring. I'm kidding. Uh, and... Okay. It's not going to show up too well, but... So, in the main image from the website, we're getting hints of a couple of things. There appears to be a new monolith. Unless it's not a monolith and it's something else, but I suspect it's a new monolith. They've been phasing out everything that has the green rods in it. I know that's disappointing some people. Uh, it doesn't disappoint me. I'm actually quite happy to see that change. Um, not so much because I have a problem with them, but if you ever wanted to do a different colour scheme, you either had to paint them anyway... If you were in the US, there was a couple of companies that sold rods in the right size. But it cost me like hundreds of dollars to get them, so that annoyed me. Um, but for people that are wanting to make their own stuff, it's just going to be easier if everything's grey. And the clear green rods, generally speaking, tend to get a bit um, fragile. Um, they don't tend to hold up as well. There's also... I know these aren't showing up too well but there's this giant looking thing here that to me looks like it could be inspired from War of the Worlds uh, it's got three oh actually it's got four legs so scrap that 
I'm going to stick with my guns anyway. It looks like it comes from Raw the Worlds, but they've stuck another leg on by mistake. No. Um, it, it looks huge. By the look of it, I think this thing's bigger than the Silent King. Yeah, Silent King. I mean, we all called that. I'm not going to sit here and go, ooh, ooh, I called that. I did call it the Necron Warriors, though. I don't know if I called that on video. I know I called it in a conversation, but that I suspected they were coming. Um, we're going to need destroyers. That surprises me, actually. I'm not complaining. Uh, there's a new different type of destroyers, which is the smaller versions of that guy from the video. They are a different type of um, destroyer. There's the big Triarch thing. There appears to be a smaller version. Uh, unless it's just a different version and it looks that way because it's further in the distance. I have a feeling that this one up in the foreground might actually super be superimposed. I think they're doing some camera trickery here to make it look bigger than it really is. Um, the big katana in the background... Everybody seems to be screaming Void Dragon. There's some pretty significant things story-wise that have to happen for it to be the Void Dragon. Because the Void Dragon is underneath Mars at the moment. So, unless the Imperium really screws up here, but it has wings and it's a Catan, I don't understand how it couldn't be the Void Dragon. Um... I can't think of the guy's name, but... Oh, Idik Beer from YouTube made a comment that it could be the Nightbringer. Uh, but he didn't think so. I don't think so either, because quite frankly, it looks nothing like the Nightbringer. I mean, I'd love to see all of those models go away, because they're all in fine cast, and fine cast can all go away. Um, the Silent King looks amazing. Um, I'm curious to see how those shield things work. Um, there's been a couple of suggestions that they could kind of be like it takes wounds instead of him type thing um, or maybe they're just like moving spell things like what came from 40k uh, not 40k Age of Sigma but look, there's a lot of really exciting things in this that that are really jumping out I, there's some really good stuff that they've shown the last couple of days this is probably the best looking model that they've shown us in months Surprisingly, though, and for those of you that haven't seen it, let me show you this again. This is an Imperial character. Not a Chaos one. That's meant to be Imperial. Um, gorgeous looking model. Um, he'll be yay big and cost $730 million, um, because that's what all of their stuff costs. And for some reason I saved that image twice. Don't know where I went wrong there. They've got new bikes. Um, I never understood why they didn't do bikes earlier. Um, I mean, I know we kind of got sick of the Space Marines having seven releases for everybody else's one. But that should have been a mainstay. I don't understand where they went wrong there. But big improvement on the bikes. Um, it still kind of looks the same-ish. Um, there was a couple of people that was suggesting why didn't they have like jet bike type stuff. Um, and I think that kind of would have gone too far in the getting technology back type thing. Because they're supposed to not be as good with technology anymore. So, I think I'm kind of glad that they 
stuck with that. And it actually looks like it has suspension, unlike the current bikes that look like they couldn't turn a corner if their life depended on it. Um, this may not show up very well for those watching on camera. Uh, the new destroyer type. So it's Scorpec destroyers and Canatap. I'm not going to try and say that last one. Plasmasite? It'll be Plasmasite, yeah. Um, again, gorgeous looking models. Um, the fact that there's now two different types of Necron Warriors is interesting. Um, again, they kind of look like they're breaking, um, which is where the rumour of the Horde comes from. Apparently, I didn't actually find it myself. But apparently on the 40k website, it actually says Horde at some point. Which is just really weird. Sorry, just having a mouthful of drink. Um, I don't know. I just... I don't want... I don't want them to be a, a Horde army. It just feels weird. I think... I'm not alone in this, but I suspect that everybody's favourite tease of the Silent King was that. Because, oh god, does that look good. I mean, it just does. The Katarn, like, screaming in pain because it's imprisoned. It's just... Yeah. Um... All, I know I'm coming off very excited here, but my initial reaction to the giant preview was actually fairly like a huge disappointing one. Um, because the only thing I was excited for, and I said this on our last episode, was the Silent King. Because they'd hinted pretty heavily that he was going to be shown. And they didn't show him. All they did was tease him. Uh, and then obviously they've realised what they've done and showed him a couple of days later anyway. They should have just shown him to begin with. You can't... I don't know if they actually said in words that they will show... Or if it was just more information coming. But it was pretty heavily implied that we were going to see the model. You can't hint at showing the model and then not show it. Um, I mean, I know they did the preview thing with Thracker. But they hadn't actually said that they were going to show Thracker at the time. Thracker? Thracker. However you say that. Um, but all in all, it's... The reason I'm sounding excited is... Necrons haven't had a decent release in a very long time. But the Xenos races just don't get decent releases. Um, I mean, I know that Space Marines are always the be-all and end-all sales-wise. Um, but I don't think that would be the case if they gave decent releases to everyone. I mean, not everything can always sell, obviously. Especially with the way that they price things. And that's the other downside of this. I suspect that a lot of this is going to be way more expensive than it should be. Because almost everything is. Um, and look, I know that they have their defenders when it comes to the pricing thing. We have ranted about this several times. I have more problems with the price gouging in other countries than I do the actual prices themselves. There are certain things that are priced way more expensive than they should be, don't get me wrong. But they can pick their own prices. They shouldn't be playing with the books in certain areas, because that's just dodgy.
And again, we don't have it the worst, New Zealand do. What else were we having a look at here? The next major thing is not actually G-Dub. The other thing I was going to be showing you guys is some stuff from Atomic Mass Games. Some of this is stuff that we've already seen, but you guys, unless you've been looking elsewhere, have not seen Miles Morales. It's not really showing up on camera very well. Sorry, guys. Um, I don't think Spider-Gwen's going to come off at all. No. I do. No. Sorry, guys. Aha! I win. Okay. Spider Gwen. Now, for for people that don't follow um, comics. And didn't see Into the Spider-Verse. Why have you not seen Into the Spider-Verse? Um, Spider-Gwen is a spider-girl from a different universe, basically. It's what if she'd been bitten by the spider, um, Peter becomes the lizard or something, and she doesn't know it's him, and he dies in them fighting or something while she's in love with him. I don't quite know the full story, but it's something along those lines. Um, Miles Morales, I think everybody's familiar with at this point. Um, these are actually models that were announced initially very early on, like just after the game was announced type early on, to the point where this is... CP10. So it's like just after the Hulk and that. Or it might be the one after. Um, because we're now up to CP17. Um, but for some reason it got delayed. And we're not... A, I don't actually know why. There's suggestions that there was something that needed to be changed. but Or it was either that or they just, for whatever reason decided that they wanted to push it back because of the order of things or something. I don't actually know. I've never been able to get a straight answer on it. Um, but I'm glad that we're finally getting them because the models are gorgeous. Just stunning. All of their models have been gorgeous. Uh, there are some people that get annoyed with the small parts. It's not as bad as some other companies. Weird comes to mind. Uh, and in saying that, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm actually a fan of Weird's products. I did play Malifaux for a very long time. I haven't done for a while now. Um, the challenge of the plastic is nice. And it's nice that the pieces... Because it's plastic, it's much easier to work with. Um, I know there's people that feel nostalgic about metal. I'm not one of those people. Moving away from metal was a good thing in my opinion but I understand why it's still a thing it's much cheaper we've also been shown Ant-Man people were wondering why he wasn't in the initial set I don't really know why because they chose not to I suppose but Ant-Man and the Wasp for that matter are both getting two models so that they can actually be shown in their big and smaller forms on screen which is kind of a cool idea 
Um, news-wise, that's really the big things this week. Um, Knights of Dice have shown off a couple of things, and in fact, I may actually pull those up for you. Hold up. Because the power of editing allows me to do this. What transition? I don't know what you're talking about. I never stopped the camera. Okay. Knights of Dice have shown up a couple of nice things. I'm pulling this straight from their website. That's a, that's a, that's Australian dollars, just for the record. Um, so for those listening on the podcast, for $20, these are actually connecting pieces. So this one I'm showing on camera now is using the ability to connect two of their smaller scenery which are like food court things, to become one actual larger piece of scenery. Um, that's a really cool idea. I love th that it works together so seamlessly. Um, that's another shot of it from the front. It, it really, really adds something. I, I really like, I really, really like how this looks. Um, at the same time, they also announced this one, which is the middle section of that, which connects two of these buildings together to make one large one. Um, in the actual description of the area, they um, kind of make it sound like this alleyway is somewhere that kind of lots of bad things happen, so you stay away from that area. Uh, so you can kind of paint, paint it up a bit dark grim and make it look 40k-ish if you really wanted to. It could probably fit in any type of scenario. I mean, most terrain can, unless it's like stupidly fantasy and very obviously a wizard's tower. Um, or everything is skulls, so it's very clearly 40k. But my, even then, most scenery, you can kind of, you can make it work if you really wanted to. Um, but, like I said, news-wise, that's really pretty much it. This, it has been a lot going on, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those times where... There's not... I guess... I mean, and it's not a stupid idea. When people knew that G-Dub were doing something big, they probably went, let's let G-Dub have their moment. Because, like it or love it, 40k is it. Um, I mean, Age of Sigmar is huge, which is still G-Dub, but like it or love it, I mean, like it or hate it, it's, if a new edition's being announced, it's going to be all over the news, and if you can delay a week, what's the point? Because you're probably going to get lost in the shuffle anyway. Um, but otherwise, let's have a chat about what I've been doing hobby-wise. I'm such an awesome artist. Do you see my artwork there? Press the stop button, Jason. Okay, so what have I been up to? Last episode, um, I was talking a lot about the Bot war stuff. Uh, and I mentioned a couple of times, not Optimus Prime. This is definitely not Optimus Prime. You know that because his name is Commander Duke. Um, but I've decided to paint him up to show him how he's definitely not Optimus Prime. Um, I will... I have shown off some pictures of what he looks like to our Patreons. This is obviously not 
this is blurry and stuff, but it look it's not ever going to look exactly like Optimus because the sculpt isn't like Optimus, but it's very you can see where it's inspired by. Um but I kind of just wanted to paint him up and see how things are going. Uh, the other thing I was going to do is give you a little sneak peek of what I've been doing on the Drop Fleet challenge. So, here is my general idea. Our patrons will get better views once there's some... Ah, once there's more to show. But... My idea is, look, they've lost Earth, so they're trying to make the ships resemble what Earth looks like from a distance. Um, in hindsight, I'm thinking I may actually paint this bit brown, and I, I intend to kind of trace around the green with a lighter colour to try to make a border of the sands or, or the mountains or whatever. That, that's my general idea. Um, of what I'm working on. So, no shifters in that. It, it's just straight up colours. Uh, I might do some shifters on the jets or something, maybe. We'll see. I haven't actually decided that. But the main reason I'm not going shifters or colour shift paints is because I already did that with my Scourge, which I'm really happy with. And I don't see the... If they're both going to look like that, then... Where's the challenge? Well, not challenge. Challenge is the wrong word. Uh, for those that haven't been following for as long as others, um, these were originally grey with some green bits. Um, there was like bits up here, up in here that was green, and I think there was a section back here that was green as well. Um, I did not strip the paint off these. I went back over with a primer, highlighted them, and then obviously I've coloured them. Uh, because I've not really stripped models before, and I didn't really want to risk it. Um, especially with something as critical as this. Uh, for people that have been listening for a long time, and followed on from our previous podcast, this is kind of... Like, Drop Fleet is huge for us, um, and I don't want to... They are actually models from the Kickstarter. Well, that one is. This one's not. This came afterwards. Obviously, just a bigger one. And hey, look, it's magnetised. Um, unfortunately, I need another one of these guns. Because some idiot, and I'm not going to name that idiot, um, might have accidentally drilled all the way through it instead of just part of it when he was trying to install the magnet. Feel free to laugh at that person. Again, I'm not going to name who that person is. Um, even though it's fairly obvious. But, otherwise... Again, I haven't had a lot of chance to do it. Um, this weekend, coming up, I'm finally going to be able to build the hobby slash computer desk that I've been planning for eight, nine months at this point. Um... Hell, I've been talking about reworking my my hobby area for since the podcast started. I've been mentioning how much of a problem it is to try and get an actual hobby space. Um, so that's actually finally going to be happening this weekend. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it this weekend. I'm really hoping I can, because trying to get everything to line up is actually quite difficult. Um, 
But that'll start Friday late afternoon, hopefully finish on Saturday. If I don't finish it, I'm going to be quite disappointed because I'm going to be itching to get this home. Talk murder to me. That was all done in one take. I know that you noticed an edit there, but that edit didn't happen. It was all done in one take. I didn't forget to grab that the first time at all, or leave it playing the second time so it sounded like it kept going. Definitely never happened. Um, yeah, so. Trying to get other people into our hobby. Now, hobby stores, both fairly and unfairly, tend to have a bit of a reputation of being super nerdy places where you don't want to walk into or people that smell or... Like, there's... It's a horrible... It's a horrible description of the places that we tend to go in this hobby. Um, unfortunately, we all, most of us know that hobbyer as well. Um, I hope it's not you. <laughs> um... Look, if you're living in an area that's going to be hot, BO is going to happen sometimes. But how do you get people into the hobby? Um, talking about what you're into, whenever I'm talking about my hobby, I am that guy that usually starts the conversation as, I, I like to do a bit of painting. And it's only afterwards that I mention that it's hobby stuff. Um, because it has a negative connotation to it. And even as someone that has a podcast and is definitely very passionate about it, the subconsciousness kind of picks in that you're kind of like, oh, do I really want to go there? Especially if it's someone that you really get along with that you know isn't interested. Or, hey, maybe they are and you're not giving them a chance to get interested. Um, most people have creative things. Even people that aren't into it. If you show them something that looks really nice. I have this here because I was going to mention it as gag later. Um, how many times have you heard someone say, Oh, I really love that, but I could never paint something like that myself. Or I don't have the time to paint something. If you want to get more people into the game that you play. Or the store that you're trying to support. I think the best thing that you can do as a player, is to contribute towards a positive gaming space. Unfortunately, competitive gaming does sometimes bring the toxicity out of people. Uh, even good people, like some, some of the best people I know, have toxic habits sometimes. Hell, I'm sure I have toxic habits sometimes. Uh, making jokes about myself is probably the first thing. I'm really big on self-deprecating humour. I find it funny. Other people think it's... Other people think I'm being depressing. Um, or that I'm down on myself or whatever. But hey, it's not my fault I've got an ugly mug. Um, it's kind of... It's it's not an easy conversation to have either. Because you don't want to be that guy that's going, Oh, you shouldn't do this because... It's... If you're playing with your mates and you're doing whatever it is, you should know that certain things are not going to happen at a tournament. And if somebody walks in at a tournament, and that's the, fir the first thing they see is two guys at each other's throats because somebody's trying to use this as a dreadnought, which it very clearly isn't, 
That's a stupid example, but it's just an obvious one to use. Then that person will probably never walk into a hobby store again. Don't be that guy. Either don't be the guy that brings stuff trying to say that it's something else. I'm not saying that all counts as is bad. I'm just saying you should be checking these things first before you turn up for a tournament. Because it's not the same thing as turning up to a game with your mates. If I'm turning up to a game to play with George, which can't happen, um, and I don't have everything I need for the army, then sure, I might go, look, I don't actually own a Dreadnought, but do you mind if I count this as a Dreadnought? It's roughly about the same size, and we just make sure that we know that that's what it is for the whole game. But if I'm going to turn up for a tournament, and I still don't have one, I could ask the tournament advisor maybe, look, I don't have one, is this okay? They will either say yes or no. And then have this conversation at the start of the game, not at turn two. Um, if something isn't what the model actually is supposed to be, have the conversation up front. Not everybody likes counts as. I'm not a huge WYSIWYG person myself. Um, the whole grr, everything must be what, what it was brought as is kind of, eh, it's very old school in my opinion. Um, I, I think we've moved past that. But at the same time, people that don't have all of the disposable money in the world can't buy $300, $100 models. It's not going to happen. Um, but you need to be clear about what you're doing. Also, the one thing that most, not all, most new people into a gaming store get really nervous about and walk out is that moment. And I know it's going to happen. It happens in movies. It happens in real life. It happens all the time. The door opens and everybody turns towards the door and then turns away and then ignores the person that like, like they don't exist. A, oh my God, everybody's looking at me. Do I want to be here? And then B, oh, they don't want me here. Which is very clearly not what's happened. But it's how it makes people feel. If you're, in a if you're in a position and you see somebody new or somebody you don't recognise come into the store, I mean, don't walk off in the middle of a game or something, obviously. But say hello. Even if you're a nervous person, just like wave or something. It's Just make the place feel like it's welcome. Don't just look at the door and then turn away. I've done it. Completely owning this one. I have done it, because I've been in the middle of a conversation, I've heard the door open, oh my god, oh no, it's not who I thought it was. It's not what people are meaning to, but for someone that is nervous about walking into somewhere that they don't know, it can make it feel like because they're not someone that belongs there, then they're not welcome there. So, if you turn around and see somebody that you don't recognise, wave, or say hello. At the same time, don't everybody crowd this person because that's going to have a very similar effect. Oh my god, what have I walked into? Because you... It's kind of... It's a hard thing to, board, to balance. But there's certain communities that get an impression of being toxic whether they are or not. Magic is one of those communities. <coughs> Sorry. Dry throat. Dry throat and I'm drinking Pepsi. That makes a lot of sense. 
Um, fairly or unfairly, there's some some hobbies that tend to have impressions of toxicity, and I don't think most of them are fair, to be honest. Magic: The Gathering is one of them, um, which is. I'm not someone that plays Magic the Gathering. I did at one point. I think most of us have at one point. Um, because it's a competitive game, it is one of those games that can turn in that direction. The pay-to-win aspect of the game doesn't help. But it's probably the most open and welcoming game for newcomers on the market right now. It probably has been for a long time. I mean... We like to talk about how 40k is very opening for new people, but I don't think it's anywhere near as easy to get into as Magic is. Uh, Magic is also a massive, deep pit if you actually fall into it. Um, and the practices of Wizards of the Coast probably make Games Workshop look wonderful right now. Um, but it's not a real comparison that you want to view on the winning side one way or the other. Um... But the best way that we can bring more people into our hobby, whether they be um, our friends, strangers, um, people from demographics that you wouldn't expect to be into the game, if you start by making the gaming space a positive environment to be in, that everybody enjoys being there, the people that are there will be there more often not just for tournaments, which means the gaming store will be doing better, doing more business, new people that walk in generally tend to feel that positive environment, um, which is only going to help. And hey, if you've, if you've got a gaming space that's really positive and really fun to be in, why not mention where you're going on the weekend? I mean, you could have the conversation a hundred times before somebody will turn around and go, oh, I heard about that place. Actually, I might drop in. But it's still worth mentioning. If I was going to take the motorbike out in the hills tomorrow, I'd be mentioning it to my mates with motorbikes because why wouldn't I? Um, I wouldn't be the one that want to lead the ride. But, like, if you... If bikers are going somewhere or people with bicycles are going somewhere, they will always mention that not to drill at home but because other people may want to join in uh, if they want to be by themselves obviously they won't but try playing a game by yourself and see how much fun you have um, there are some options out there but on the tabletop it's kind of difficult <laughs> um, but like I said this is just spitballing like, trying to avoid the toxicity trying to make more positive environments, trying to bring new people into the hobby. This is definitely a subject I'd love to hear from you guys from. I'm kind of hoping that when George and that hear this section of the talk that I'll get some thoughts from them next episode, um, or at least for those that can be here. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see. This particular episode is going to be a bit of a shorter one, guys, uh, because... It's just me talking, and despite the jokes I make about it on a frequent basis, I don't actually like the sound of my own voice. So, for those of you that have stuck with us, we are very grateful for that. 
for those of you that already do support us on Praetorion, we're very grateful for that. Um, thank you to the people that are. Um, for those that would like to help this survive, patreon.com slash getting tabled, or just go to Patreon, search for getting tabled. It's $2 a month. Like, seriously, it's $2 a month. Um, any contributions that you can give is massively appreciated um, because it's, it's something that can't continue to happen forever otherwise. Um, for those that want to continue, as you've already been hearing throughout this, we have been doing a lot more video content than we have previously. Uh, YouTube.com do a search for getting tabled. We are the first thing that will come up. Uh, Facebook.com slash getting tabled will have links to everything. Patreon included. Uh, otherwise, gettingtabled.weebly.com And hey, if you guys have feedback on what you would like to hear, questions that you want us to answer, uh, your thoughts on my stupid little toxic talk a minute ago. Gettingtabled at gmail.com If you send us an email about something, wanting to hear our thoughts on it, I can guarantee you that you will hear back from us. Uh, whether it be directly to the email or in the podcast itself, one way or the other, you will 100% get a response. Because it's content, guys. It's what we want. Um, the ones that we save for Patreon... Uh, sorry, for um, the podcast tend to be the ones that's oh actually i'd like to talk about that um so if you have something that you want to spark a conversation on shoot us an email thank you again guys and until next time thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening to getting table music used in this podcast was created by eric mataris at soundimage.org If you can paint this well, and you're showing off your stuff that looks like this on a regular basis, then I hate you forever. No, I'm kidding. I didn't paint this. This is a professionally painted model uh, by War Cradle. Uh, this is actually a Wild West Exodus Mini that I won in a competition. We've spoke about this before. Uh, but yeah, that was the gag we were going to make. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>